Psalm 82, a psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Kennard speaking. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God, a biblical instructional program. I'm going to change the format in this program. I'm going to immediately talk about the subject of the program. And then toward the end of the program, if there's any significant world events, I will mention them now. Uh, what I will do, though, in exception of that, if there is a major event like uh, we know that a nuclear bomb is coming <laughs> or something like that, then, of course, I'll start talking about that right away. Or if there's been, um, unfortunately, uh, scientists are saying that there will be an earthquake that will occur again in the San Francisco area. Uh, if something like that happens, of course, I'll uh, talk about that because that's major at the beginning of the program. But if it's not anything that major, I'm just going to go ahead and just talk about the subject of the program because I know that quite a few people uh, listen to me for the first time and they're like, okay, well, when is he going to start talking about what I want to know about. <laughs> so so um, I think, matter of fact, I know the Lord has uh, inspired me to just start talking immediately about the subject of the program. So that's what I'm going to do. And then toward the end, I will talk a little bit about any significant world events that the Lord is leading me to talk about today. All right, so uh, we have been studying the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Uh, we're going to talk about the fourth horseman today. I'm just going to read a little summary from uh, David Stern's excellent commentary. I do read commentaries when they do make sense, when they line up with the scriptures. And in his excellent Jewish New Testament commentary, uh, when he talks about uh, Revelation 6, verse 1 to 8, he states the following. He says, The breaking of the first four seals releases the four horsemen of the apocalypse who represent respectively number one war in its aspect of subjecting peoples one to another and then number two war in its aspect of hate between nations and individuals so let, let's talk about the first seal again the first seal according with what the messiah revealed to us in matthew chapter 24 and that's what we got to do folks because i did have a program telling you who um, can tell us what these seals are is the Messiah. It's not me. It's not any other uh, self-proclaimed Torah teacher 
uh, you have self-proclaimed Torah teachers, and you do have Torah teachers that you can tell by their fruits that that uh, the Eternal raised them up. And speaking of that, because I've had some people challenge me, well, who anointed you? Who did this? Who did that? Okay, well, let's let's go to Acts chapter 20, verse 28, uh, so I can tell you who anointed me. And it certainly wasn't a man. Acts 20, verse 28, it says, Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the set-apart spirit, remember, uh, God is a spirit, has made you overseers or elders, and that's what I am, to shepherd the assembly of Elohim, which he has purchased with his own blood. I'm reading this in the complete Jewish Bible version. And that's who set me up, folks, is the... Uh, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, uh, that's how you say it in Hebrew. And um, the Holy Spirit or God will set you up to do a certain work. He'll give you certain abilities that you can't hide under a blanket, and you have to use those abilities. Too much is given, much is expected. Okay, so let me go back to... Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. And, of course, the context of this great prophecy is the following. Verse 3. It says, And as he sat on the Mount of Olives, which is across from the Temple Mount in Jerusalem today, the taught ones came to him separately, saying, Say to us, When shall this be? And what is the sign of your coming? And at the end of the age... That doesn't mean the whole world is going to blow up. What it means, the end of civilization, the end of man trying to rule himself, which, which we failed miserably without God's direction. Verse 4, and Yeshua answering, Yeshua, for those who are listening to me for the first time, is Jesus' Hebrew name. <coughs> Excuse me. And Yeshua answering said to them, Take heed that no one leads you astray or deceives you. So, He's telling you what that first um, what that first seal represents. Now, this seal, as David Stern beautifully has interpreted, it involves war, and war, this type of war, is a type of war that deceives you, um, and using the military to deceive you, religiously and outside of religion as well. And so this domineering by force deception, and that is a war, a war for your minds, as uh, as uh, Alex Jones uh, <laughs> states on his program, a war for your mind, to, to dominate and control your mind. So this deception is by force, and the military is used to, to deceive people. That, that that has been proven throughout history. All right, now the second seal is pretty obvious uh, when you look at it. Um, oh, and also the first seal could have something to do with the anthemasai, because the anthemasai certainly will use um, the military to enforce his deception among people, religiously and outside of religion. Okay. Now, the second seal is pretty obvious, but uh, Yeshua still helps us out with that as well. Uh, in verse 6, and you shall begin to hear of fightings and reports of fightings. 
see that you are not troubled, for these have to take place, but the end is not yet. And then verse 7, for nation shall rise against nation and reign against reign. That, that word nation should be translated families, tribes. So, you know, in other words, people will not get along with each other and reign against reign, and there shall be scarcities of food. All right, and that's where I left off at. And, of course, when you have scarcities of food, eventually you'll have breakdown of diseases, which we're going to talk about today. Because um, if there's no food, the immune system to the body breaks down. And then when the immune system to the body breaks down, then you have diseases. And amongst all this, you're going to have earthquakes in various places. And we have had some of the greatest earthquakes in the history of the world since we've been recording them in the 21st century, ladies and gentlemen. And so when you look at all those facts, there's no way you can tell me that we're not living in the end times. We certainly are living in the end times, and we need to to understand that. Now, back to David Stern's quote here, uh, number two, war in this aspect of hate between nations and individuals. That's the second seal. Number three, inequitable economic distribution less likely general scarcity of goods. Hold your place here. It reminds me of a prophecy in Malachi, Malachi chapter 3, about the the third seal here. Now, keep in mind that these four horsemen have been galloping since Yeshua talked about it throughout history. But these four horsemen, the intensity of their destruction is going to increase as we head toward the coming of the Messiah. All right, Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3, beginning in verse 5. It says, And I shall draw near to you for right ruling, and I shall be a swift witness against the practicers of witchcraft. Let me read this in the King James, because I know many of you aren't familiar with this version. I, I read this just to bring the Hebrew out of it if I need to, if it's clear. The, uh, the Hebraic meaning of the scriptures. Uh, King James. Let me get back to the old King James. Um, and I will come, Malachi 3, verse 5, and I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers um, and against the adulterers and against false swearers and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages. So I just wanted to, to bring that up because uh, that's a part of uh, inequitable distribution of finances. Uh, this has been going on for a while in the United States. Um, in particular, the, the focus is, is not so much on um, helping the employee. The focus is on helping the uh, the people that own stock in the company, the people on on the board, uh, and they. The focus of a lot of companies. Uh, especially these real big companies, it's just profit-making, and they're going to do whatever they have to do, pay the least amount of wages possible to get the most productivity. That's, that's unfortunately, um, big companies' uh, focus today. And, you know, of course, God knows about this, and he, he's telling you that's one of the major reasons why he's coming back. He's against those that oppress the hireling in his wages. That's a prophecy. Uh, the widow and the fatherless that turn aside the stranger from his right and fear not me, says the Lord of hosts. You don't fear the Lord if you're oppressed employees. You, you don't fear the Lord if you don't try to help the widow or the fatherless 
and, and you turn aside the stranger. A stranger uh, is defined as um, someone from another country, living in another country. Um, and then verse 6, it says, For I, the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. And so we better be glad. And for those who are listening to me for the first time, I have to always put this little disclaimer. Um, when you see Jacob, the house of Israel, uh, it's not just talking about the Jews, folks. The Jews is just one tribe of Israel. In Genesis chapter 49, it lists all the tribes of Israel. Jew is short for Judah. And the Jews are, are part of the tribe of Judah. There are other tribes. Where do those tribes go? Um, not too many people are preaching the truth about this. And so when people read, when they see Israel, and when they see the, the house of Israel, when they, when they see um, Jacob, they think it's just referring to the Jews, and it's not. And so you need to know the truth about this. And it's been written about, uh, I think, in the late or early 1900s, uh, actually in, in, the 18, in the 19th century, people known about this. But anyway, the truth is that the United States, the British Commonwealth of Nations, the countries in Northwestern Europe, Austria, and South Africa, New Zealand, they all have something to do with the 12 tribes of Israel. And then people says, well, you don't know what you're talking about, Kennard. Well, you know, I can simply prove this. Who are the richest, fattest people and, and the people that have the most distribution of Bibles? That's really all you need to, <laughs> to know to be able to identify who Israel is today. Who are the fattest and have the most resources and have the most Bibles? That's where you will find Israel today. And it's in those regions that I talked to you about. Now, also, people that attach themselves to Israel by simply believing in Yeshua Messiah, they are grafted into the, uh, the commonwealth of Israel. And that is Israel today, folks. And I know there's, there's people in, in, the, in the Hebrew Roots movement and uh, teaching incorrectly that um, we are all going to be Israel in the end, and that's not true. I mean, you can look at other scriptures in Isaiah chapter 19, uh, in Revelation chapter 21, and 22, that there will be other nations uh, <clears throat> that, in addition to Israel. Uh, in Zechariah chapter 14, <clears throat> it says that Egypt will be punished if they don't come up, to, and all the other nations will be punished if they don't come up and observe the festival of Sukkot or Tabernacles. So there will be other nations. Uh, there will always be variety in God's kingdom, folks. So uh, it's not going to be just one nation. So that's, that's an incorrect teaching, and that has caused some people not to accept um, the fact that Israel is not just the Jews. All right, and people have incorrectly taught that all the Jews, all, all of Israel, came back uh, when um, King Cyrus announced that they can go back and rebuild the temple, uh, and, and, uh, which came out to be the second temple. Um, 
So that's incorrect too. If you just read the book of Ezra, the first chapter, it tells you that that uh, all all the uh, it tells you the tribes that came back. And look, some of the tribes of the ten tribes that were scattered came back, but not all of them. And so to get the detail of this information, because it's very vital information for you, to help you really understand the Bible, um, especially the prophecies of the Bible, which uh, one third of the Bible is quite a bit about prophecy, uh, you need to go to your Davidi's website, www.britam.org, www.britam.org, and be enlightened and be amazed. Uh, your Davidi is an Orthodox Jew, and he has a lot of information about what I'm talking about. He certainly has done the research, and he's proven it by using the Bible and also outside of Bible, secular uh, resources to prove without a shadow of a doubt that we are certainly a part of Israel. But there's a, there's a very simple way to prove it. If you read Deuteronomy chapter 32, it tells you the characteristics of um, Israel in these end times. And we certainly fit those characteristics. Um, we uh, He calls Israel Jezreel in Deuteronomy chapter 32. <laughs> And, and, and he described what Jezreel is, uh, we wax fat. And he, and he uh, repeated it, wax fat. And certainly U.S. citizens and, and Britons and, <laughs> and all those other regions, uh, we certainly show in our bellies and, and how we look, uh, we, we certainly are one of the fattest people in the world. Um, I think over 60% of our population is overweight. And... Uh, we have the most resources, and Joseph, who had uh, his sons Ephraim and Manasseh, uh, which is a part of the, the, the 12 tribes of Israel, um, they were to be the most blessed tribes, have the most resources. And here um, Davidi did some research, and you'll, he'll, you'll discover that Ephraim represents the British Commonwealth of Nations. And also, Manasseh represents the United States. He did some thorough research on that. And in certain spots in the Bible, when it says Ephraim, it's referring to, to, to the ten tribes uh, of Israel. But um, that's, I'm getting a little deeper into this. Uh, you need to go do his research. I mean, not do his research, but uh, go to his website and see the, the type of research he has done. And I think I'm going to give a program. I will give a program in the future. Um explaining in detail, in a, in a real simple way, well, I wouldn't say real simple way, but in a simple way to prove that that the uh, United States, the British Commonwealth of Nations, the countries in Northwestern Europe, uh, New Zealand, South Africa, um, are indeed a part of the uh, 12 tribes of Israel. So I'll do that program in the future. But anyway, the third seal, the third seal, uh, is certainly um, inequitable, uh, non-equal economic distribution, which money has a lot to do with. All right, so let's go back to, and now now we're getting to the fourth seal. Now, he states here, the fourth seal says the death which results from the first three seals, which is war. Now, the war is twofold. There's a war for your mind, deception, 
as like I said, Alex Jones talks about. And matter of way, I recommend you go to his website and get undeceived, and and realize and understand the kind of world we're living in. He really gives you a lot of information and helps you to understand Daniel chapter two and Daniel chapter seven, which outlines the four major power blocks um, in the world. Um, Daniel two t- focuses on the the power blocks. Uh, you had Babylon, you had Persia, and you had Greece, and then Rome, um, and then Daniel chapter 7 takes it to the 21st century, basically. Actually, Daniel chapter 2 goes all the way to the 21st century, um, but Daniel chapter 7 focuses on four power blocks um, that uh, are going to be called beasts, and the genesis of that is the quartet. I don't know if you guys ever heard of the quartet. Let me look it up um, on uh, Wikipedia here to give you some more information about it. But not too many people know about the quartet, and I believe the Lord led me to to, uh, investigate them. I'm still trying to find it here. It has quartet. Here we go. Let's see. Quartet, quartet. Here we go. The quartet on the Middle East. I'm reading this from the Wikipedia article. It says, the Quartet on the Middle East, or Middle East Quartet, sometimes called a Diplomatic Quartet, or Madrid Quartet, or simply Quartet, is a foursome of nations and international and supranational uh, entities involved in mediating the peace process in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. The Quartet consists of the following. The United Nations, the United States, the European Union, and Russia. Now, and you look at Daniel chapter 7, it talks about four beasts. Now, I don't know if these four beasts are exactly these four, four uh, power blocks, but I can tell you this, that the fourth beast will certainly um, come from these four power blocks. That I can tell you, because the United Nations is all the nations of the world, basically. The United States, European Union, and Russia, those are the three most powerful uh, regions in the world right now. So, and they all have access to nuclear bombs, and particularly the United States and Russia has the most nuclear bombs. So you have to look at, because it says that the, the, the beast, the, the fourth beast will break the earth into pieces. So uh, for for that to happen, you know you have to have nuclear bombs involved. All right, so let's, let's use a little common sense. And, and one of the things that that is very important about Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7. Um, let's see. Uh, verse 7. I'm talking about the uh, the fourth beast here. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. Now you know a nuclear bomb, right? It has iron. It's composed of iron. It devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with its feet of it, and it, it was diverse from all the beasts that bef- was before it and had ten horns. All right, and then I want to get back into the description of the fourth beast again. And then verse 17 is interesting. When Gabriel told him, Daniel, about this, he said, These great beasts, which are four, or the four major power blocks of the world, shall arise out of the earth. And so this is future, and, and I know many Bible scholars have said that this is talking about Babylon, Persia, uh, Greece, and Rome. Well, 
initially is talking about it, but as far as, as the future is, is not talking specifically about each of those um, nations. However, uh, they are linked. These four power blocks certainly are linked with Babylon, Persia, their characteristics of Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome. Like the United States, for instance, uh, we 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 have the concept of the Senate, where the Senate came from Rome. So we have certain uh, elements of, of uh, Roman influence in our government. So anyway, then it says in verse 18, But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever. And that's truly what the gospel, the kingdom of God, is all about, ladies and gentlemen. Sure, it's about Yeshua, Jesus, but it's also about the coming kingdom, the, the government of God. Uh, that will be uh, set up upon the earth. Now, verse 19 of Daniel chapter 7, Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth was of like iron and nails like brass. So iron and brass is certainly a part of um, a nuclear bomb, basically. Um, devoured, broken pieces to stab the residue with its feet. So he wanted to know the truth of um, this beast. Um, and it says in verse 20, And of the ten horns that were in his head, this is the fourth beast, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spoke very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. I beheld, and the same horn made war, here we go with war again, the saints and prevailed against them. Until the ancient of days came, and judgment was given to the saints of the most and a time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Now, here's a description of the the fourth beast. More detail here. In Daniel 7, verse 23, Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the whole earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms. So it's going to be diverse from the other three. And shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. Now, you tell me, what power do we have today to devour the whole earth, tread it down, and break it in pieces. There's only one um, power that I know of that we have that can do that, and that's certainly thermonuclear bombs. All right, and so I just wanted to point that out. This certainly is because uh, Rome did not break the earth into pieces, folks. They didn't have the power to do that. So we have to, to use our common sense. All right, so let's go back. Let's go back to... All right, so the fourth seal is death, and, it rep and it's from war, the two elements of war again, um, subjecting peoples one to another through deception. Uh, that's religious deception as well as all types of deception. Educational deception, uh, all kinds of deception, because the devil has deceived us in all forms. And Revelation 12, verse 9 tells you that. Uh, wild animals uh, equals hate. Um, then um, famine equals inequitable distribution. And disease, plagues. All right, so... And he states here, this uh, David Stern, this section is apparently related to Leviticus 16, 
verses uh, 14 to 26. Um, Ezekiel 14, verses 12 to 20, we speak of similar judgments. And then some people link uh, the four horsemen to Zechariah chapter 6, verse 2 to 3, which tells you the direction um, globally where this is going to be going. But the main focus really is what Yeshua stated and talked about directly, uh, and he gave us a good idea of what these seals represent. All right, so Ezekiel chapter 14, let me read that here because that's important to understand this. Uh, what the fourth seal was going to do. Ezekiel 14, verse 12, The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, Ezekiel 14, verse 12 and 13, Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by transgressing grievously, then will I stretch out my hand upon it and will break the staff of bread. And the, st- the staff of bread is the food, <laughs> the ability to feed yourself, and will send famine upon it and will cut off man and beast from it. All right, so that... Right there is is really the, the, the third seal, and then uh, of course fourth seal resulting in, in death. Um, and then it's verse fourteen, though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they should deliver their own souls or their lives by their righteousness, says the Lord God. If I cause noisome beasts to pass through the land, and they spoil it so that it be desolate, that no man may pass through because of the beasts. Verse 16, though these three men were in it, as I live, says the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters, they only shall be delivered, but the land shall be desolate. Or if I bring a sword, uh, which is war, upon that land and say, sword, go through the land, so that it may cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men were in it, as I live, says the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters, but they only shall be delivered themselves. Verse 19, or if I send a pestilence into that land, okay, which is leading to the, the fourth seal, and pour out my fury upon it in blood to cut off it from man and beast, though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, says the Lord God, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter. They shall but deliver their own souls by their righteousness. Verse 21, for thus says the Lord God, how much more when I shall send my four sword judgments upon Jerusalem, the sword, war, and famine, and noise and beast and pestilence to cut off from it man and beast. And that sword certainly can involve the first and second seals because they both involve war and and uh, deceiving people through military, uh, um, using military, as well as, well as increased... Um, <coughs> increased... Um, Unity, or should I say, the ability not to have unity, increasing strife and and uh, war among families and war among nations, and the famine and the noise and beasts and the pestilence to cut off from it man and beast. Okay. All right. So, getting back to the fourth seal again. All right, so, and getting back to the description here, it says in, in Revelation 6, verse 8, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell, and that Greek word is Hades, and it, it's meaning the grave, 
all right, followed with him, and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth, the fourth part of the earth. Now, one-fourth of seven billion people right now is uh, quite a bit of people, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let me just get my calculator here and just put the figures in here. Seven hundred million, seven hundred billion. Okay, times one fourth, which is uh, I think it's twenty five percent. So that's quite a few people that are going to be wiped out. It's almost close to two billion people wiped out, ladies and gentlemen, um, approximately. So that that's quite a few people. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. All right, so um, I just read to you exactly God's description of what, that's, what's, what, what that can be like in Ezekiel chapter 14. And so that's what the fourth seal will involve, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's going to death these th first three seals will cause the fourth seal to occur <laughs> that's uh, and there's nothing funny about that i'm just saying that the first three seals will cause the death that is described here in revelation 6 verse 8 and i looked and beheld a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. And I, I was just laughing, and I just realized that those three will result in this uh, this fourth seal occurring. Um, it says, The pallid, sickly-looking horse, or green horse, uh, states here the greenness is a sign of death death causes the face to turn green as it says in the Talmud referring to the angel of death and they throw in the mouth of the dying a drop which causes death and the skin and face become green so that's pretty interesting that's why it's really important to get the Hebrew perspective on um, what the scriptures are, are saying because in, in Romans chapter 3 it states Plainly that the, the Jews have an advantage, and their advantage is that they understand the scriptures better than us uh, in a lot of cases. However, we still have to be careful even with their interpretations because they've been wrong also with interpreting the scriptures. So, And the general rule that I use, I, I look at the greatest Jewish rabbi who ever lives, words, which is this entire Bible, the Word of God, the Messiah. And I... Um, well, actually, the entire Bible is the Father's words that was given to the Messiah. So, And so the Messiah just writes down what the Father wants him to, what the Father wants to reveal to mankind, and that's, that's the Bible. So, so, but the Messiah is a representative of the Father. So, just wanted to explain that. And so that, that that's the fourth seal. I'm going to talk about the fifth seal. Uh, next week 
But I just wanted to explain what that um, fifth seal, uh, the fourth seal is. In Matthew chapter 24, it plainly states, um, how uh, the Messiah explained this to us here. Matthew 24, verse 7, For nation shall rise against nation, that's the second seal, or family shall rise against family, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, that's the third seal, and pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Okay, and the famines really are linked with disease, because when you have famine, you're going to have disease. So you could say that could be certainly a part of the, uh, the third seal and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So these are just the beginning of sorrows, ladies and gentlemen, these, these first four um, seals. And I know people are saying, well, the, the, the six seals are, are talking about the whole tribulation period. No, you're going to find out next week the fifth seal is talking about the start of the tribulation. I'm going to prove that to you uh, by using the scriptures. And so, because um, Yeshua tells us this in verse 9 of Matthew chapter 24, he helps to find the fifth seal. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted, and you shall be killed, you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And so he's, he's unveiling the fifth seal to you. Um, right here you know so and and um, i'm going to reveal that to you uh next week by using the scriptures that the fifth seal is certainly talking about the tribulation period so um let's uh cover some world news if there's any to cover in, in the next seven minutes here let's see let me go to watch.org says ukrainian President exits Kiev. Uh, protesters take control. So there's there's some things going. It says President Viktor Yanukovych compares political crisis to rise of Nazi Germany. Country faces risk of being split in two. Hmm. Protesters took control of Ukraine's capital on Saturday, seizing the president's office as parliament sought to oust him and form a new government. An aide to President Viktor said he had left Kiev for the support base in the country's Russian-speaking East, but that he has no intention of abandoning power. In a televised address from the eastern city of Kharkiv, Yanukovych called the country's political crisis a coup and said it resembled the rise of Nazis in the 1930s. Okay. Obama under pressure to wield more than rhetoric in Ukraine crisis. And so we, we still have uh, a lot of weather disturbances here. It says polar vortex to make encore performance Midwest East next week. Uh, here we go with, uh-oh, Arctic air returns next week. <laughs> Morocco, I thought we were going to get rid of this, and here we go again. Um, more weather uh, to make things unpleasant for us here. But it's happening. I know why it's happening, because we keep on messing around with the Israeli-Palestinian uh, peace process, and uh, I've written an article on my website to explain why God allows these weather disturbances to, to try to get us to repent. That's why. Uh, MercifulServanceOfGod.com 
can go to Bible study articles and then click uh, God and Hurricanes, and it'll explain that. And it says right here, Polar Vortex to once again grip Midwest, Northeast. Last week's thaw was a mere tease for the Midwest and Northeast with the Polar Vortex set to make an encore performance this week. The end of this weekend will coincide with the end of the mild stretch of weather across the Northeast that sent temperatures into the 60s northward to Washington, D.C., and Philadelphia in the 50s in New York City and Boston. Highs on Monday will be 10 to 20 degrees colder throughout the northeast and mid-Atlantic, following patches of a band of rain and new snow on Sunday night. Colder air has already erased a mild spell across the Midwest, and Sunday should prove to be one of the warmest days of the week. So anyway, so it's going to be um, colder air, unfortunately. Uh, looks like uh, next week. So we need to be praying that um, God has mercy on us. That's what we need to do. Let's see what else I can cover. What else has been going on in the world here? Let's go to the economic collapse. Economic collapse blog go with me if you buy your PC the economic collapse blog this is done by Michael Snyder okay he has a headline here he says China starts to make a power move against the US dollar uh, this is interesting in order for our current level of debt fueled prosperity to continue the rest of the world must continue to use our dollars to trade with one another and must continue to buy our debt at ridiculously low interest rates. Of course, the number one foreign nation that we depend on to participate in our system is China. China accounts for more global trade than anyone else on the planet, including the United States, and most of the trade is conducted in U.S. dollars. This keeps demand for our dollars very high, and it ensures that we can import importing is, is buying goods from other countries. Uh, massive quantities of goods from overseas at very low cost. As a major exporting nation, uh, exporting is selling goods to other um, nations, China ends up with gigantic piles of our dollars. They lend many of those dollars back to us at ridiculously low interest rates. At this point, China owns more of our national debt than any other country does. But if China was to decide to quit playing our game and started moving away from U.S. dollars and U.S. debt, our economic prosperity, this certainly has a lot to do with the third seal, could disappear very rapidly. Demand for the U.S. dollar would fall and prices would go up. And interest rates on our debt and everything else in our financial system will go up to crippling levels. So it is absolutely critical to our financial future that China continues to play our game. Our game is printing money out of thin air, which eventually will cause inflation. That's the game that we're playing, ladies and gentlemen, and that's what the third seal really is talking about. Because when Wall Street sneezes, the whole world uh, sneezes as well. So we need to keep an eye on what's going on with the financial markets and realize that God called it first. He knows the end from the beginning. On that note, may the great God bless and keep you, and God willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace. 
Malachi chapter 4. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. 